The following presentation may contain occasional incidental coarse language. Intel approved. I'm Dan. I'm Asha. I'm Mitchell. And I'm Mick. And we are here to talk hobby. We're here to talk about Beyond the Gates of Antares, a D10 system by Warlord Games. Created by none less than Rick Priestley, Mr. Warhammer himself. Mr. Warhammer. What what else would people know Rick Priestley from aside from Mr. Warhammer? What else has he been involved in? His deep love for tea. His deep love for tea. His incredible love of historical hats. Mmm, that too. I, I actually have no idea. Perhaps <laughs> also bolt action, but I don't bolt know action. that. That could just I be a less on the bolt action train. Yeah. But anyway, the, the the great Rick Priestley, who we are obviously fangirling over immensely, the Ooh, creator yeah. and brainchild of Beyond the Gates of Antares, a sci-fi deep space system set far off in the Antarian sector, where different races and different creatures vie for supremacy on a science fiction battlefield using technology and lasers and tanks and drones and stuff. This is very much the noise sector's speed. We have been invited by Warlord Games to do a Tale of Four Gamers style of thing based around this. Yes indeed, the four of us will get together, build our forces, paint our forces, play games against each other and display just how good we believe this game can be. Exactly. I'm really enthusiastic about the whole thing. Um, Warlord has very kindly provided us with four armies of our choice, which we will spend the next few months modelling and painting and getting to grips with the system. Yeah, and I, I also look forward to smashing out some games with them, because that's always fun. It's going to be loud, it's going to be kind of hectic, and you'll see us around the Facebook page, the Beyond the Gates Vantaris Facebook posting, God knows what, pictures of us capering around like idiots and our amazing paint jobs, and probably a tiny bit too much beer on the side as well, but we are doing our country proud, the second selected Australian team for the Gates of Antares initiative, and we are trying our darndest to deliver a high quality product as often and as loudly as possible. And not to embarrass our country too much while still displaying our national heritage. And we, we've also already got some people in our local store uh, actually buying some Gates of Antares stuff as well. So, um, but before before we even have our stuff to start playing with, <laughs> I, we already know people who's um, started to buy some stuff and start tinkering with that. So, Australia, yeah, it's all right, Mitch. It doesn't matter how much faster they get their stuff, yeah. they will still be crushed under the iron tread of the Gar Empire. That's it, man. So, Mick, you seem pretty enthusiastic about Gar. Would you like to uh, share with us and our wonderful listeners why why you were drawn to the Gar? Talk about the, your faction, bro. The, well, the, the stunted, horrible mutants that they are. Well, you mean the glorious stunted, horrible little creatures of doom and death that will erase yeah, yeah, all yeah, that one. humanity from the globe? Well, well, where to begin? Oh, Perhaps my. the fact... That inside each of their lumbering armored giant death machines is a stunted little overweight alien that is scared of pretty much everything. They're but your spirit out of a lot. They are. They are. Like me, stunted, small, far too loud. And channeling the power of Mick, I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what we have in a faction is we've got militarism, and that's 
kind of cool for an army-based game, really. Fascistic. Because, you know, they're going to be the most fighty. We have a race that are essentially victory or, you know, die on your shield, like the Spartans. Mm-hmm. Although, instead of die on your shield, it's come back home, and if you didn't win, off to the strafe, but the Peter Legion's <laughs> for you. You're screening and running over landmines to protect the next charge. I think that my favourite part of the Garth Luff is that the outcasts aren't even given rations because they're not expected to last that long. <laughs> um, they're also, their rifles are also limited use. Oh, that rule is amazing! <laughs> once, they, once they run out of ammunition, it's like, well, you're now a trampler, run over the mines. <laughs> you, do, you do a roll and what is it, they can't shoot for the next turn? Yeah, yeah, like, much like the flamethrowers in bolt, bolt action. action. Yeah, yeah, the bolt action flamethrowers. I love it, I love it. That's yeah. horrifying. That's great. I love the scara cannons as well. The, like oh, one weapon, yeah. three kinds of shots. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and it gets better. It gets better. I've been doing my research and my homework. Not only <laughs> do I have those on my battle suits, yeah. I can have my little guard dude sitting on top of a little walker with a scara cannon on yeah. the front. Right. That's pretty cool. A lot of tactical flexibility yeah. in that too. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking yeah. I'm going to have a lot of those little bloaters running around, shooting you guys in the face. I'd have it no other way. Yep. Uh, yeah. So Mitch, <laughs> well, I mean, you're the next one down the line. We've yep. about the gar. Where do you fall on this? What's your, what's your bag with Antares? Alright, so I have chosen to follow the way of the Isaurians. Isaurians! Yeah, I'm, I'm really loving the idea of them. Like, um, are, when they, I, are they human? What are they? Uh, so they're they're kind of human. They're mostly human. Um, although they've kind of they they had like a, a bit of a beef with um, a synthetic alien race yeah. after sort of um, getting separated off from the Concord. Um, who, mean, we, who we will talk people. who we will talk about later on down the line. Yay! And we'll uh, love talking about <laughs> them. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, they're kind of like the Confederacy. Yeah, exactly. Like the South and the American Civil War. <laughs> uh, so, Except with set of weapons. So we got separated off and um, we got in a, a fight with this synthetic alien race. Um, and basically, you know, through using um, biochemical sort of warfare against each other. I love um, biochemical warfare. Uh, you know, it kind of fused into like a virus that um, got into our Intel. Yeah. Um, which is the stuff that, you know, it's, it's what, like an AI program that sort of governs the races. As Actually, can you explain way. Intel? Because you're the most well-read one on yeah. the subject right oh, now. I don't know about this, but um, based on my reading of the fluff, Intel yep. is, well, to use an analogy I'm familiar with, kind of like Aleph from the um, Game, Game Infinity. Infinity. Yeah. It's, um, it's a similar concept. It's like an yep. AI that's like kind of... a hive mind, sort of. No, not exactly. Not like I mean, it's more like... It, it is a very little kind of big brother yep. that looks out for all of the human races and kind of makes sure that they don't get into trouble and like keeps everybody on the straight and narrow. There's like a wonderful little bit of um, fluff actually about the Concord, about a, I think a sergeant watching a, a shipment of troops ship out. And it's like all, all of them are just sitting there happy in the warm embrace <laughs> of Intel, which is like govern their lives and make sure they've been productive. I love Intel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Intel. Intel is my friend. All yeah. glory to the Intel. And, and, yeah. and they're about to ship out and be severed on, but not be connected to Intel and be like oh, independent wow. yeah. for the first time. Wow. So it's this really pervasive aspect of human culture in the Antares universe. That uh, it's like the internet at like a billion speed yeah, governing but, everything. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but it's the internet that is like that you're constantly connected to. You're constantly immersed in it, and that a lot of you know citizens, like pan-human citizens, digital. Yeah, a lot of the pan-human citizens simply couldn't comprehend the idea it's of really life cyberpunk. without Intel. Yeah. It is super cyberpunk. Um, 
And it's also a marvelous construct that, again, I look forward to crushing. Yeah, because like you don't have is. Mtel because you've got giant spiders. <laughs> We're so much better. So, yeah. Um, so, our, our Mtel kind of became a little bit uh, skewy. The Isaurian um, Mtel. Sorry, yeah. The Isaurian Mtel became a little bit skewy. Um, <laughs> Australian's like, you got to love it. Um, and we... Uh, so, yeah, that, so, that kind of separated us from the Concord. And we now sort of can't communicate with them well, so we've sort of split off into our two own sort of factions. If the internet um, was in Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we're, uh, the Isaurians are definitely the better half, um, in my opinion anyway, um, because, you know, we've got, you know, synthetic spider dudes that, you know, have these massive shotguns and all that sort of dude. Sandra yeah. The Sandra face, face squads. I'm really looking it's forward so to getting nice. my hands on them. Um, and other than that, I really, I'm really looking forward to getting um, the sniper as well. Oh, and the just face sniper. The face sniper is so good, ones. and I'm really looking forward to pumping some shots of those into mix, guys. I guess it's really it so fast. <laughs> <laughs> just don't leave it on the table because it will just break stuff down so how, fast. How do you oh, feel yeah. about the newly previewed drone commander? Oh, it looks so good. Oh, I haven't actually seen this. Oh man, it's a giant like sick. floating octopus thing with like tentacles and stuff. Oh wow, yeah. okay, I've got to have a look at this. We're going to look that up right after this record. Yeah, the fluff of that is that it was um, an Isaurian commander who has been like fully uploaded to a project. He's left his last vestiges of humanity behind to become a more efficient commander That's for the Isaurian. Yeah, alright, i gra- I got to get onto that when he That's comes cool. out. I love it. But look sick, I'm slightly jealous. I would <laughs> Now is now is an ideal time to go on the Warlord website and check that out. We're just going to go have a quick little ad break from the noise sector and we'll be back after these messages. Just heard the song. That's definitely us. So you're still listening to the same program. Yeah. So <laughs> well, one would hope. One would hope that it's a continuous for them. It's a continuous process. It's just editing magic. They don't just go. Okay. Well, I'm going to go now. <laughs> Probably got headphones on. Like if that's in the podcast, yeah. like a normal person. We we can only hope. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I'll admit that I'm I'm slightly jealous of the Isaurian's new drone commander. Oh, it's a beautiful model. <laughs> it, it looks. I hope you check that out. Like. We certainly did. Um, because Isaurians were my second pick. My <laughs> my, my first pick was um the Algorin Prospere and. Yeah. Uh, I'd just also like to add that um, Astra and I actually were opposites. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I actually had the Isaurians as my first pick and the Algorins as my second pick. Whereas he's the opposite way around, so... Yeah, and we actually called dibs on our factions at pretty much exactly the same time on our group chat. Also, so. I'm not allowed to paint my red, because that just have to be red. <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he likes. It's fair. Yeah, fair. It's fair. I, I will cut you. Um, <laughs> the team. You are cut from the team. With a knife. Whoa, 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 whoa. With a That's with not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. So yes, I have picked um, the Algorin as my faction. Um, they were the ones that I found most appealing model-wise initially. I really like the kind of 
very serious business blocky utilitarian designs of their armor and their helmets and even the mag rifles that they were using um, I preferred the design of the mag guns to the plasma carbines that you, both, you see in the hand of the Concorde <laughs> it's, as, it's, as ably represented it's, by Dan it's an audio pew, medium pew, they, they can't see you pointing <laughs> <laughs> they know that you're the one making pew, the pew pew, pew noises pew, pew. that's the sound they make yeah, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of their armor and weapon designs, and also I'm a big fan of them visually, in terms of how they how they actually look as sharp people. boxy. Well, not the sharp boxiness, more like the um, you know the chitinous ridges and high levels of keratin because they come from such a, a harsh environment. They're non-human, right? They're, no, they are actually human, human. I think. I think it's like yeah, they're, they're abhuman, I believe. Ab- yeah, yeah. Pa- yeah. Pan- pan-human. 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 I'm sorry. This is this yeah. is one of the reasons why actually yeah. one of the parts of the Antares fluff that I've loved so much yeah. is because most of the factions are actually human in some way or another. They're an abstracted all, form. Yeah, they've, they've all like diverged. Like there's been a divergence event in their evolutionary history, and they've gone off and done their own thing. It's like. The Isaurians have um, sort of become one with their biotechnology. The yep. Concord's super dependent on Imtel. And the Algorin, compared to, well, the other two pan-human factions that are represented in this group, are fairly backwards technologically. They don't have the same reliance on Imtel. They don't mm-hmm. have the tech levels. but And they've got a fairly small territory. But unfortunately for them, it's kind of sandwiched between <laughs> the Concord, the Isaurians, and the Gar. You're just so like in the middle. So. I, I'm, I'm in the middle, and basically they are constantly getting fought by everybody from every direction. So <laughs> have had to become pretty fiercely independent to maintain their sovereignty. Fiercely and I'd just like to point out that you're also backwards in technology compared to the mighty Gar. Because you <laughs> lack... You lack Plasma generators, which we can use to our advantage to murder everything. Leaking plasma, yeah, because your technology is stable, unlike yeah, theirs. It yeah, I mean, I mean that's surely a design flaw. Like <laughs> deadly plasma. You should everywhere. definitely be Yeah, stable. significant algorithm technical technological design flaw does not explode and kill the wielder. Like, <laughs> so, so, like, yeah, like my top engineers will get right. <laughs> a couple of mag guns I'm later, I, I mean, just I mean, fine. you you also don't you know have any three legged guys running around as far as I'm aware. So to me, that's. That's also another big flaw, so you know you might want to we get could, on that we could one sit as well. Here yeah, and... but, if you, but if you talk about like three-legged guys, that basically makes you a gar, and that's pretty. <laughs> well, now that's just rude. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to be the one going. It's like, oh yeah, it's like I have the three-legged guys on large bases. Welcome to the I story. It's like, nah, nah, mate. It's like the, the gar want to have a bit of a word with you about three-legged things on large bases. A bit, bit of a word and a bit of a plasma claw. You can really yeah. get the uh, the fierce independence in Ash's voice, can't you? You really resonate. With this faction. I will fight everybody all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> that can be arranged. Oh. Look, all I'm saying is I want people to get the hell off my world and respect your authority. Yeah, basically. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much that one. <laughs> and, and I will enforce this with uh, D spinners and plasma grenades if necessary. I love it. That's nasty, man. I'll get right on that, but first I'm just going to mine your world of all. Precious resources first. Yeah, you do try. See how you go. We'll, we'll, we'll do that, and and then we'll leave you. Your speaking speaking of that, it's yeah. like I love the fact that the Algorin are so anti-Gar that they would rather destroy their own. Yeah, they just blow the let, thing up. Then let the Gar actually have them. It's like you know, all right, we fall back. With the line is drawn here. It's like you you want this world? No, no, you it's cannot bad. have it. You're running a pretty. What list are you running for the 500 point strike force we're putting together? Like, just give us the the high, the cliff notes of the sort of things um, you're taking. I'm running two armored infantry squads, each with two micro X launchers, because 
The downside to the mag guns is that they They're don't have powerful. they don't have the strike value to put pins on Gar. Yeah. So I need the X launchers to fire overload ammo and pin them. And also Not they have gun. the wonderful ability to just blast things with lots of hits. Yeah. I'm also running an assault squad because they have D spinners, which are the most amazing thing ever. They count as having an assault weapon so they get oh, plus one cool. to their strength that's really cool it also gives them two attacks in close combat oh, and they can oh, choose cool. to either use plasma grenades which gives them a strike value of two and yeah. also allows them to like combine their you the combine grenade on them yeah, yeah do the like combine grenades on the vehicle or even things like guard battles it's but they also have a different kind of grenade that they can use to put their enemy off guard and increase their own durability and considering that the way you win assaults in Antares is by taking less pins and less yeah, casualties it's all about tins, man. is, is all super about tins. is super cool. And what about you, Dan? You're going to be representing the C3. I am the Pan-Human Concord. I picked this faction for a number of reasons, mostly because I personally identify with superiority and being the best at all times. <laughs> and that is my my motto and my go-to. Yeah, I know, Mick. What, what, what are you going to say? But why aren't you God? <laughs> <laughs> Gar supremacist over well, here. Well, one of the one of the one of the main reasons why I took the um, the Concord initially was because I was really impressed with the models. I like their really sleek, minimalist, futuristic design. They're very sort of slight. They're not quite as fey and ethereal as say fantasy elves, but they're not quite as bulky as a lot of sort of the heroic fantasy that we're used to seeing in tabletop games. So they've got a bit of weight and a bit of bulk, but they're still kind of lean and sinewy, like myself, my handsome, handsome mustachio itself. <laughs> And one of the other reasons I took them is I'm like mad for conversions and doing crazy stuff and getting crazy paint schemes. And thanks to Warlord Games, not only are they in the Xylos Horizon starter set, they're also like plastic. Their core troops are plastic. And for me, that's a really important design decision. I know the goal is always to get everything in plastic all the time. But because the Concord are one of the flagship factions, they have the greatest amount of plastic stuff. So that means that's the most latitude for me to just whip models out, get them on the bases and get them done nice and fast. So I can still do this, make the podcast, do the articles and sort of just get on with it at lightning speed. I also like the fact that they have awesome equipment and they're a relatively low model count army. Like I was struggling to get more than maybe 10, 15 guys in 500 points. Like that was killing me. Yeah. Admittedly, you did try and build an army entirely <laughs> troops who are phenomenally expensive. I, I wanted to do a drop troop army, and exactly 500 points was 13 guys. <laughs> Three activation dice, so... Yeah, and from our, from our initial games using the Xylus Horizon set and my previous experience with Bolt Action, those activation dice are really important. If you're getting out-activated, you are just on the back foot every turn and you are going to get blown to pieces if you're not really careful with your tactical decisions. If you're pinned or you're already down, you're down to two or one dice and that's really bad when Mick's over there. <laughs> yes, because, you know, my distort dice. Yeah. Well, even the odds. Yeah. I mean, I only have three order dice. Yeah, you get one that messes me down. One on one. But I do get to make your squads go down if I'm very, very lucky, which oh. is something I absolutely love. The distort dice mechanic yeah. is quite possibly my favourite mechanic <laughs> so far. Just oh, because man. it can hurt you, it can hurt me, but no matter what, it's hurting someone, it's doing something, <laughs> and that's beautiful. And it's super in line with the fluff of the oh, guy yeah. as totally. horribly irresponsible <laughs> ecological terrorists. 
they're, they're just like, awful. They're like Captain they're Planet awful. levels of evil. <laughs> yeah, Captain Planet levels of evil. It's like, nyah, nyah, now watch as we poison the oceans. <laughs> Why? To kill all the fish. Because fish are pretty and I hate them. They shine. <laughs> I don't like them. Overlord, you're right of rebuttal. Well, that's a, that's a kick squarely in... Uh, <laughs> Do they have nuts? No. no the but it, it's a kick squarely <laughs> to my uh, economic and environmental credentials. <laughs> <laughs> Not that they matter much when I blow up your planet. Oh, man. Uh, Point of order, we blow up our own planets so can't have them due to your lack of environmental and economic credentials. Well, I'm actually rather relieved you do that. It saves me a considerable amount of effort <laughs> and expense. Blow them all up. And I mean, like, I at the same time, I think you're just going to struggle getting them off me. I mean... I saw him, mate. You gotta try and move me. Try and move me. I'm not going to try and move you. I'm going to surround you with a destructive, disgusting cloud of leaking plasma death. I hear you guys. Oh, like so what you do in normal life anyway? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. So yeah, so we've actually managed to get our hands on um, the Xylos Horizon, <laughs> yeah. which is the starter set. We have polloid, pillage, raided, and discovered so, all the stuff I, in the house of water friend, I had a friend, he had a starter set, he no longer has a starter set. <laughs> it's I have a set. <laughs> <laughs> it has become one with the ash. It's the noise of war. It's, <laughs> it's the, the noise sector and we, house we, of war. We paid the iron price. But yeah. we, have, we've played a, we have now played a few games, we've yeah. um, pushed models around. And we've discovered a few things, namely, we're pretty bad at writing army lists. Oh Most god, yes. Most we <laughs> also um, failed to understand exactly how important the pin mechanic was going oh, to pins be. Pins are so like, oh my god, my army is now just pins, 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 no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think our motto is pin to win at this point. Yeah, because seriously. I, I mean, like, that, that is one of the things that I designed my list around, like... I, I looked at my list and I'm like, alright, so I have a minimum of three, maximum of five, alright, let's get five in there, let's yeah. go. <laughs> I was just like, these guys look nice. Let's buy them. I did both. I picked the ones that I looked yeah. nice and then yeah. tried to get tried to get five activations and as many ways five of pinning things as possible. Yeah, we're, it, we're on the right. same plane here. See, it yeah. just means <laughs> you're more likely to get distorted. Yeah, see? Oh, like that, that. That's fine. Yeah. I get benefits for going down. Oh man, you not just when you do that guy, don't you? <laughs> not when you're distorted, though. We're gonna read this book so bad. We're <laughs> probably gonna push some models around tonight, so we're gonna. We're not going to. We're, we are definitely gonna push oh, some yeah. models around tonight. We're gonna play the game with the the Zales Horizon. I'll get a bit of more of a chance to spin around the Concord. I think Mick, you should play the Concord at least once to get inside, like Sun Tzu, get inside your enemy skull. Yeah, and it'll stop me rolling tens all the goddamn time. <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, no. <laughs> I think that we should also give the lists over to Mitch, who is um, our... Our resident rules breaker. Our tame power gamer, who um, I believe <laughs> oh, come attempt on. to uh, do horrible slash nice things to them. I only break 50% of the game. Yeah, just the, just two two factions. If you could break Concord, that'd be great. Like, just <laughs> I, I'm with you on that one. We, we, we home, we home yes, we're home is on that one. We home on that one. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening. This has been the inaugural first Noise Sector podcast. We want to rip out one of these every month. And thank you for listening. If you patched us through on SoundCloud, through Facebook, or through the Intel Facebook page, or the Antares Initiative, or it's the future, and we've been circulated somewhere that we didn't know we'd get to when we started recording this. Maybe a future Intel. You never yeah, know. like we could be up in the cloud already. That would be amazing. That would be pretty cool. That would yeah, be so metal. Sh- <laughs> but thanks for listening this has been our first one we want to knock out more as we go we're looking for one a month I've been Dan I've been Ash I'm Mitch I'm Mick 
We're the noise sector. Glory to the Gar Empire. Oh, and let the noise roll. Oh. <laughs> Fade out on the song, and I believe we've also got an ad in there somewhere. Good night, everybody! Good night! Located at 52 Marinda Highway, Ringwood, Victoria.